Welcome to the Sports Experience. Da-da-da. Welcome to the Sports Experience, and today me and Gator Grab Sports Football recap week eight. Week eight of the NFL season. I hope you enjoy this episode. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Gator Grip Sports Football. Today, I will, and me and the Sports Experience will be going over the entire week eight. How mm-hmm. are you doing today? Good, good. I can't believe we've already made it to week eight. I know. It's kind of, it's kind of sad. Yeah, true. But I mean, we still got plenty of football left to go, including playoffs. And the Steelers are still undefeated. So I don't. See, kill me. <laughs> All right, uh, I'll start off with the games. I have the Kansas City Chiefs versus the New York Jets. This wasn't even a contest. We don't have to go over it too much. Essentially, the Jets sold out everything to stop Le'Veon Bell from getting a revenge game, and that led Patrick Mahomes to throw for over 400 yards and five touchdown passes. The Chiefs won 35-9, to decimating the Jets. Like, it wasn't even a contest. Uh, honestly, I just decided not to watch the game because it's the Jets. Yeah, I didn't watch it. It was a 10 a.m. game, and it wasn't on on any TV network, so I was like, eh, might as well not. Yeah. I was also away from home, so I was just falling on the phone. So, I'm going to hop into my first game, Bucks and Giants. This really wasn't a great game either, but um, do you know how... Sometimes announcers will find this crazy fact that nobody even cares about. Mm-hmm, yeah. Well, I found one. Oh, yeah. All right, let me hear it. The Bucks and the Giants were the only game in Week 8 that both teams scored at least once in each quarter. Wow. That's an obscure stat that nobody cares about, but that's a stat. That's why I chose it. <laughs> but, yeah, the the Giants came out with, like, a early lead. The the Bucks couldn't stop the run. Wayne Gallman was running over them. And then Daniel Jones did what Daniel Jones did, does best. He turned the ball over. He started choking. And the Bucks came back. And then on the final play, I'm curious to know, do you think that should have been pass interference? I honestly think that it was a good call. No pass interference. He hit the ball. He didn't hit the. He didn't hit Wayne Gallman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, honestly, that's more on Daniel Jones. Because did you see? He should have thrown that ball way earlier. Mm-hmm. He threw it. He even threw it behind him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he threw it way too late and way behind him, and that cost them. That cost them the game. He came down the field. He got the touchdown, just couldn't get that two-point conversion, and that's why they lost, thanks to Daniel Jones. Oh, gosh, Daniel Jones. Yeah, I think we were right by saying he's the worst quarterback in the league. Our starting Darnold, quarterback. But... Yeah, true. Sam Darnold and him are kind of tied for that last spot. Well, my per- my next game is the Rams versus the Dolphins. Now, for this game... I was shocked. Tua had his first start ever, and he didn't have to do anything. He almost did nothing. But for this game, the Rams committed a couple of early penalties. I mean, not early penalties. They committed a couple early turnovers, and the 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 Dolphins just went with it. They took it and ran with it. And they had, like, a huge fumble recovery for, like, a touchdown, 78 yards. So they just... And they also had an 88-yard punt return. So literally, they just capitalized off all the Rams' mistakes. Yeah, the talk about Tua being actually a good quarterback, that needs to stop. He hasn't proved anything. He just got decimated on his first play, his first drop back. Yeah, well, I think that's partly on the Dolphins. But yeah, I definitely think that we need to hear more. I mean, not not hear more. We need to see more from Tua before we crown him. Although that touchdown pass was really good. It was like 0.3 inches of separation. Do you see that stat? Yeah, I did. 
Which, that, that's promising. If you're a Dolphins fan, you got to be hopeful for the future. I don't know. I have I mean, confidence I've, in I've been spoiled this year with quarterbacks like Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert yeah. coming out of the gate and throwing like 300-yard games. And... Mm-hmm. and then you see Tua, who threw for 93 yards. But I guess, like, it's looking at it, he didn't have to throw at all. And Jared Goff, he had one touchdown and two interceptions. That was mainly why they lost, those two interceptions. I thought it was 193 yards. Now I'm even more mad. Like, <laughs> yeah. he didn't even throw for 100 yards. Yeah, we've gotten so spoiled at this point. To where, like, with all these good rookie quarterbacks, that so we're thinking, oh, Tua has to have a good game to prove that he's a good quarterback or a good rookie quarterback in this league. But when we realize that doesn't really need to happen, as long as he as long as he's getting wins, as a Dolphins fan, you got to be happy because now they're second in the division, second. Gosh, the NFC and AFC East, so many problems. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All the the NFC East. It's historically bad. Like they're they're light years behind everybody else. I feel like that the Jets are gonna go zero and sixteen. Oh. I just need to throw that out there. Oh yeah. I don't know. So, um, I was literally I was gonna bring this up. I I lost the tab, but if you're looking at the Jets schedule, so think about this. There, these are their next eight games. Their next eight games are going to be against. I'll read them off. Chargers, Patriots, Raiders. Dolphins, Seahawks, Rams, Browns, and Patriots again. How are they going to win any of those games? They could beat the Patriots if Cam Newton keeps playing like how he is. Yeah, but still, it's the Jets. Like, the only team that I could realistically see beating them is, I mean, realistically see losing to them is maybe the Raiders. That's the only team. Hey, the Raiders beat the Chiefs, so it's the... We don't talk about that. The Jets beat the Raiders... If the Jets beat the Raiders, uh, I'm going to be sad. I'm going to definitely be sad. Because mainly I'm rooting for them to go 0-16. It's weird, but I want to see them go 0-16. Like, really bad. Everybody does. Mm-hmm. I, predicted, I predicted that beginning of the season. You can go back. I That's right, you did. I believe I said they would go 2-14, and I think. I believe I you said... You also said, oh, I can't wait for the Steelers. This is going to be a really yeah. good one. Yeah, we're going to... Oh, yeah, that will be an episode in itself. At the very end of the year, we'll go back, revisit these predictions. Or predictions that we made at the, at the beginning of the year. You were so far off. Hey, okay. Says says the guy who put the Cowboys in the NFC Championship game. Well, injuries took that. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Injuries. If you want to say injuries, I'd see a 49ers fan making that excuse. I'm also a 49ers fan. <laughs> Only sadness and pain. All right, what's your next game? Except for the Steelers. Steelers are not sadness or pain. <laughs> So what's your next game? The steel hurting. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna I'm gonna kick him from this call. <laughs> so my next game, this was an AFC East matchup: Patriots and the Bills. Yeah. <laughs> Before we get to the big fumble, yeah, I'd like to point out Damian Harris. One hundred and two yards. One touchdown. Yeah, he had a good game. Definitely had a good game. Uh, that's out of the way. Cam Newton <laughs> fumbling the ball. <laughs> yeah, that was bad. Did you see what his problem was on that play? He didn't switch his hands. He didn't switch the ball into his left hand. That's why he got fumbled. If he had merely switched it to his left hand, boom, no fumble. Probably a touchdown. They win the game. Man, Tom Grossi. <laughs> oh, he did that so well, the fumble part. I love that. <laughs> 
Yes, I watched that video. But, um, yeah, for this game, I think a major concern with the Bills is that their offense is is looking okay, but their defense is looking bad. That, that is true. They've been extremely disappointing. I put them in, like, my top ten defenses at the beginning of the year. Yeah, and I think that would have been justified, too, especially after the last year, but they just, they just aren't performing at all. Also... Just a- yeah, we uh oh, I just want to do this only because current events we like to stay current. Uh, the election is still going on, and I hate it. I don't like like the stress of not knowing who's gonna win. Oh, Biden's probably gonna win, but yeah, he's pulling away. He's pulling away. Recently, I think he he's in the lead in uh, Pennsylvania, and he's in the lead in Georgia and Nevada. So he's got the win. He's got the lead in a lot of states and the remaining states anyway. What is he need, like six more electoral votes or whatever that means? Uh, yeah, <laughs> that system's weird, but uh, yeah, he needs six more electoral votes. Although that's for the states that the outlets that have called Arizona for Biden. So like uh, some like I know CNN has not given Arizona to Biden just yet because we're still they're still waiting on votes. But yeah, he needs if he gets Pennsylvania, then it's over. Like he he'll get twenty votes from that and he'll get uh two hundred and seventy three. So, if he wins Pennsylvania, he wins the entire thing. But anyway, yeah, that was a current news update, because you like to stay current. Uh, my next game is the Falcons versus the Seahawks. I mean, Before you go on that, I accidentally put that. It's actually Falcons versus Panthers. Oh, okay, okay. That's what I thought. I was like, I don't remember the Seahawks playing the Falcons. But, <laughs> yeah, so Falcons versus Panthers. This was the Thursday night game. You know, it was okay. It was okay. And it continued the trend of, like, Thursday night games not being too well. But, yeah, Atlanta won this one. They won 25-17. to Teddy Bridgewater didn't do look so hot. Panthers as a whole just didn't look very good. Yeah. That's sad for Matt Rule, a fellow Baylor, you know? <laughs> I don't, yeah. Well, Matt Rule, he's locked in for, like, a couple of years, right? Like, $100 million contract? Yeah, I think it's through 2025. Man. Yeah. Julio went off this game. He had seven receptions, 137 yards. And, yeah, it was just a good game for the Falcons. Didn't have a single passing touchdown. But, yeah, Falcons won this one, largely because Panthers didn't play too hot. But Christian McCaffrey is coming back this weekend against the Chiefs. So, that'll be interesting. Uh, Matt Rule's contract is $60 million for seven years. Wow, that's a lot. That's a lot. They're, <laughs> they're locked in. They're going. They're all in. <laughs> seven years. For a new coach. That's never even been in... Yeah, especially... should have stayed with Baylor. <laughs> especially in today's league, where it's like a what-have-you-done-for-me-now league. I saw that on, like, the internet. And it's like coaches get, like, me like, one or two years of window. Now it's becoming more patient. But it's become, like, one or th- one to three years that you have a window of being a successful coach, and then you're on your way out. So... To have a seven-year contract, that's big. I hope he does good. Yeah, yeah, I do. I mean, they're not in the AFC, so I can root for them. And I like but Christian if, McCaffrey. if he does get fired, can head back to Baylor and hopefully save the program again. Right, that's not happening. All right, who, who's your next game? My next game is the Titans versus Bengals. Wow. I don't know. These Titans might be in trouble. That was shocking. Like, when I saw the score, I was like, wow. I, I couldn't believe that they had won. It, it, I, I 
we, I was literally speechless. And they had the Bengals didn't have a rusher or a receiver over a hundred yards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, if you look at the stats, and you sit and you look at this, and you go, "How on earth did the Bengals win?" That's a game where you'd have to watch it to see who won. And I unfortunately it was not on in local listings, so I did not see the game. But yeah, it's I have no idea how they won, but they did. I mean, it was. It was not a good game. I mean, neither neither quarterbacks played good. Did you uh, watch it? I I watched the second half and then the highlights from the first half. Oh, okay. So I was Joe Burrow still playing better than Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> so I'm looking at like the play by play right now and like how every drive played out, and Guskowski missed a field goal in the first half. How is he not cut yet? It's because he's an experienced kicker. I think you might as well keep him around. There's not a whole lot of kickers in the league. Kickers aren't doing very good, as it is. So Tannehill, he threw an interception on the first drive for the Titans. Uh, so yeah, looking at the play line, it just looked like the Bengals scored. That's all they had to do. They scored in rapid succession. So, man, I yeah, I'm not sure what's going on with that Titans defense. I mean, they're about to release Vic Beasley. Uh, Jadavian Clowney looks to be playing with an in- injured body. <laughs> yeah. Like, he hasn't made an impact, really, on the stats. I know that. Um, I haven't really seen any of the Titans games, so realistically, it could be where he's creating pressure, just not finishing, which is pretty much just as good. But, yeah, that's a weird game. Like, it'd be a game where I'd have to watch it to find out what happened. Yeah, there were, there were like, two plays where he actually did get past the offensive lineman, but... Against the Steelers, he didn't get past the linemen once. So. Okay, okay. We just, we'll talk about the Steelers. I have a feeling you'll be taking a victory lap for being 7-0. and Yup. Oh, we're in 8-0 now. I forgot. 7-0. and 7-0, because we're in week 8. We're in week 8. Math is hard. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, is it my game or your game? Oh, it's my uh, game. My game. Yeah. So... Oh, my, just, my screen just glitched out completely. But, uh, yeah, I have the Raiders versus the Browns. I don't know if you watch this game, but have you seen the highlights from this? I saw the first half of it, and I was not impressed. It was so windy. Like, it was unbelievably windy there. Yeah, I, I just saw hail coming down. I didn't really see the wind. Yeah, like, so, like, one guy's kick. He kicked it, and it, like, curved. It, like, shanked, like, a solid couple of yards. It was It was so weird. Uh, I don't know if I'm totally convinced on the Raiders yet. I'm not. I'm definitely not. I think they could be like a sleeper team, like a trap game for pe- for teams. Like, oh, they, they could win. Uh, I mean, they beat the Chiefs, <sighs> but then they barely squeaked out a win over the Browns. Yeah. Um, they beat the Saints. Yeah, true. Uh, this one, it's where um, pa- Baker is partially... To fault here, but I know his receivers dropped a couple of passes. O line wasn't very good, so you know I don't think it was solely on Baker, but it's got to be a little bit. Yeah, the Browns need to move on from Baker. Oh no, I think I need to see a little bit more out of him. I've yeah. been a Steelers fan, watched every single game, and he sucked every single game. <laughs> All right, I mean, yeah, he might. That, be. That's probably just our defense, but yeah, okay. Your that's true. Your defense is good. <laughs> All right, what's your next game? My next game, Cowboys versus Eagles. Both teams suck, and Cooper Rush is going to be starting against the Steelers. That's so. right. 
Is is that his name or I thought it was like Garrett Gilbert? I forgot. Yeah, the, those two are competing for a job. <laughs> this is gonna be such a fun Cowboys. game to watch. We're gonna put up like three interceptions, like two pick sixes. So, oh, I believe it's it's Garrett. Okay, so they haven't made a decision yet. Is it? It's either Garrett Gilbert or Cooper Rush. Ah, uh, he. It's his... Cooper Rush. I've seen. I've seen. Cooper Rush play. He's better than Gary Gilbert. I've heard his name before. I've heard Cooper Rush's name. Um, so it says Mike McCarthy has not named a starter. Uh, yeah, he has declined to name a starter. So, uh, I don't think he it really Ezekiel Elliott. <laughs> I don't think it really changes the situation if he starts uh, either one of them because if that, if Dak Prescott was playing, we'd still beat him easily. Yeah, true. But yeah, I don't think it changes. You're playing. The, they're playing the Steelers. Who who you're starting at QB? Garrett Gil, Gil, Garrett Gilbert or Cooper Rush? It doesn't really matter. You're gonna lose. But uh, we should talk about the game. It was terrible. Uh, it was utter trash. Uh, the Eagles blew them out, twenty three to nine, for the second game in a row. The Dallas Cowboys did not score a touchdown. They did not score an offensive touchdown for the second game in a row. Can you blame them? Can you really I can't blame them because they have a lot. You're telling me Ezekiel Elliott, C.D. Lamb, and Amari Cooper can't get the ball across the line? And Michael Gallup. And Michael Gallup, that's right. Tell me all four of those offensive weapons can't get the ball across the line? At least yeah, once? Def- now that you bring up that point, they definitely should be doing better. <sighs> I have such high hopes for Ben DiNucci. <laughs> ben DiNucci! I-, I love the name. I was about to, like, freaking vote for him for president. Vote for him. You vote for Kanye? <laughs> he got, like, 3% of the votes. I can't believe so. Yeah, and Joe Jorgensen got, like, what was it? Like, it was, like, a million, right? It was, like, a million, <laughs> I think. <laughs> yeah, she got... Hold on, man. My computer's slow. She got 1,713,000 votes. <laughs> At that point, you're just throwing your vote away. I feel like if you're voting for a third-party candidate, you're just saying you're not voting for anyone. Yeah, unless Ben DiNucci is the third party for Tracy Torley. That's true. Throw it on a dime, but I didn't even try it. So the the yeah, the Eagles won twenty-three to nine, and yeah, just a bad game for the Cowboys. Just a bad game all around. All around. It was just a classic NFC East. Yep, classic quotation NFC. mark rivalry <laughs> quotation mark. Yeah, classic NFC's game, and of course, uh, it was a Sunday night game, so that just makes it even better. It was televised for all of America to see. At least we have a good Sunday night football game this week, where Antonio Brown comes back against the Saints. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll be a good game. Bucks win, Antonio Brown two touchdowns. <laughs> Alright, so uh, my next game is the Saints versus the Bears. This one went overtime. I'm curious, did you see what Javon Wims did? He absolutely annihilated him. <laughs> he lo- that was amazing. Like so, first of all, he gets his hel- he gets like his face mask taken off and thrown to the ground by Chauncey Gardner, by uh, on the Saints. So what he does is he goes and sits on the sidelines for like a couple minutes. Minutes go by, and so he's stewing and all this anger, thinking about like, oh, I'm gonna get him back. I'm gonna get him back. And eventually, he gets on the sideline. First chance he gets, he walks over to him. Take, tries to take off his face mask. I don't know if it's, it was successful or not. But he tries to, and then slaps him across the face while he's still wearing a helmet on. Then he, then he, then he got a minute to wait, like a, like a second to sit on it. Like a solid one Mississippi. 
where Gardner just looks at him and goes, uh, what are you doing? That I have a helmet on. That doesn't do anything yeah. to me. He he just looked kind of stunned at him. He like, whoa, what just hit me? Yeah. Was that, a, was that a fly? And then he slapped him across the face again. And then he started punching. And then uh, Jenkins, Malcolm Jenkins, I believe, right? That was Malcolm Jenkins, I think. I think so. Yeah, he jumps on top of him and, like, goes for a ride. It was amazing. And then after that, so Javon Williams, he gets pulled away from the pile. And he starts flexing and clapping his hands. Like, you didn't do anything. You just ruined your team. You got a personal foul penalty. That sets him back 15 yards. You... And a two-game suspension. Yeah, a two-game suspension. You slapped a guy across the helmet. Your hand is probably hurting, like, a lot. Because you slapped a guy's helmet, a hard metal helmet. And now you're clapping and flexing. And I loved, like, one of his offensive linemen, if you go back and look at the clip, the offensive lineman's, like, waving it for him to get off the field. Like, even his own teammates wanted him to just get out of there. I wish he would have just, like, walked... I wish you just went to the tunnel after that. Yeah, well... Just waving at the fan. Just a just a real... A real idiotic move. I don't know how else to describe it. Like, he was just... I, there's no logic behind that. And he, what's even worse is, like, he had the entire, like, 11 minutes, I think, to, like, sit on the sidelines and stew about how angry he was. And his first decision was, I'm gonna hit this guy in, in the helmet. Let's slap this dude into the next dimension. <laughs> I love how he just stood there like, yeah, I, I'm not getting suspended for this. You are going down for this. Yeah. I'm not sure if he was like, what just hit me? Or if he was like, or if he was calm enough to not do anything. I think it was a mixture of both. I think he realized he got hit. And then he was like, yeah, I'm not getting, I'm not getting fined for this. You get yourself kicked out of the game. But yeah, that was, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. But we should talk about the actual game. Uh, it went into overtime. And the Saints won 26-23. to Chicago dropped a couple of interceptions late in overtime, which kind of cost them the game, in a way. Um, a lot of people are calling for Nick Foles' job right now. Uh, he's better than Trubisky. That's what I think. That's what I think. But, uh, so, right after, I noticed this was a little convenient, uh, right after, everybody's calling for, or not everybody, some people are calling, hey, maybe we should start Trubisky. And then we get the news, conveniently, that... Mr. Trubisky is injured, but it's not a serious injury, and he doesn't need any surgery for it. And he got it on the one snap that he played in overtime. So, that's a little convenient. Is that Matt Nagy trying to explain his way out of, like, trying to avoid the issue completely by saying, oh, yeah, he's, he's injured. We don't need to make a decision right now. This whole situation reminds me of Antonio Brown, when he got kicked when Mike Tomlin benched him for Week 17, and he said that he had an injury. That's right. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure there's like a ton of politics in sports with that. You know, like trying to save your image by saying, oh, yeah, it's an injury. It's an injury. He absolutely annihilated his shoulder when he walked to the tunnel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. So, yeah. New Orleans Saints win. Uh, I'm really not sold on New Orleans Saints. I think they're more like a middle middle of the road team. Not bad, but not not good. Yeah, I feel like they're one of those teams that could, like, maybe pull out a win against, like, the Seahawks or someone if everybody's healthy. Mm-hmm. And everything goes right. And then there's, like, a ton of drama with the Michael Thomas situation. Like, we have no idea what's happening with that. Yeah, so... Did he ever really get injured, or is he just not played? Well, you remember, he, uh... I, he did get injured, I know that. He got placed on IR. But then, like, he, he was about to come back, but then he got in trouble for getting in a fight with his teammate in practice. So he got suspended for a game, and now we have no idea what's happening. The Packers should have traded for him. 
Packers should have traded for somebody. <laughs> At least somebody. I, Will Fuller would have been better. Yeah, Will Fuller, definitely. Um, Alright, so what's your next game? My next game, I have the Niners versus the Seahawks, where the 49ers injuries just will not stop. George Kittle out for eight weeks. Jimmy G out indefinitely, which is fancy talk for. He's probably out for a while. And, yeah, that team is so banged up. Raheem Mostert. I want to hear your take on this. Should the Niners get a new quarterback? See, I don't know. The way Nick Mullins is playing, I mean, like, he's doing a little bit better than Jimmy G, and Jimmy G has looked so bad. So I'm going to say, yeah, I think it's time you move on from Jimmy G. Especially with that huge contract that he has. Yeah. And here's what I can see doing. Here's what I can see the 49ers doing. I've been hearing this on the internet, so I think I'm stealing this technically. But it's the internet. I can't steal anything. But uh, I've heard this theory going out that Kyle Shanahan might trade for Matt Ryan. Because, you know, Matt Ryan, uh, Kyle Shanahan, he coached Matt Ryan when he was in uh, Atlanta. And he coached him during the Super Bowl run when their offense was amazing. Matt Ryan was MVP caliber quarterback. Ah, that's a very interesting thing. Mm -hmm. I was thinking, like, maybe Dwayne Haskins or even Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, they would have to definitely restructure his deal because it's like a $100 million cap hit. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I could see that happening. Uh, But, yeah, I I think Jimmy G's time in uh, San Francisco is done. And how about DK Metcalf? Like DK Metcalf's a beast. I'm so glad I picked him in fantasy. Yeah. What? He had 161 yards and two touchdowns. Did you see that slant route where he that 49ers player just fell off of him? I don't know if yeah. you saw that. That it was, was just like a bubble and he just bounced off of him. It looked like DK Metcalf was like literally like made of rubber. He was just like, get off me. Like he got rocked coming across the middle. He got he gets smacked head on. And he doesn't even move. He doesn't even tilt backwards. He just stands there, motionless. I don't even... Like, what material is he made out of? DK Metcalf got more fantasy points than Tom Brady and Josh Allen. That is shocking. He's... Yeah, he's very good. Man, my fantasy team... My fantasy team stinks. Uh... (laughs) I think I won by 72 points. Jeez, I think I won by, like, maybe, like, 30. My kicker, I I went with Michael Badgley. He got 23 points, so. Yeah. Um. All right, so is it my game or your game? I forgot. Uh, your game. I just went with the Niners. Okay. So for this game, I have the Packers versus the Vikings. This just turned into the Dalvin Cook show. Dalvin Cook just took the ball and just ran over the Packers. Uh, Kirk Cousins only had 14 attempts, and it was just all Dalvin Cook. He carried that team. Uh, Packers' run defense was terrible. Dalvin Cook had 30 carries, 30 carries, 163 yards, and three touchdowns, and he had even more through the air. Uh, Dalvin Cook had, uh, let's see, he, he had two receptions for 63 yards. One of those was a screenplay that he took 50 yards to the house, one touchdown, and he essentially did everything. He had a total of 226, uh, 326 yards. Wait, what? I'm not doing math. But he had around, like, over 200 yards total. All the one player. I'm not sure what you just said. <laughs> yeah, I just spewed out a lot of information. And, uh, yeah, I'm not even sure what I said. 
Point is, Dalvin Cook dominated. He was a one-man show. Mm-mm, absolutely. Vikings are getting carried by him. I think... Ah, Packers have such a horrible run defense. Yeah, they do. They really do. They held San Francisco's, but only because San Francisco is just absolutely banged up. Recording this on a Friday after the Thursday night game. So, um, but yeah, they held San Francisco, but absolutely yeah, terrible was, run defense. I was mad about that because my boy, Jermichael Hasty, another Baylor running back, he was supposed to do real good against the Packers, but he didn't. And so they just gave it all to Jarek McKinnon. Yeah, what's that about, guys? Jermichael Hasty is clearly a Hall of Famer. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a good name for a running back. Hasty? It's a good name for a running back. Like Curly. <laughs> Gotta love it. Yes. Well, what is your next game? My next game? Okay, I'm about to lay into the Broncos. Oh, man. They won. Uh, before you t- say anything, they won. I'd like to say that. So over here, no, he just in, completely ignored that. In Colorado, point. everybody is a Broncos fan, right? Yeah, everybody. So, I, so I come to school on Monday, and they're all, "Hey, did you, did you see that comeback? Freaking amazing!" I mean, they're right. It was an amazing comeback. It, it was a pretty good comeback. The only problem is, it was against the Chargers. This is not something to be proud of. It comes to the gosh dang Chargers. A comeback's a comeback. Right? A comeback's a comeback. But against the Chargers, they shouldn't need to come back. <laughs> I mean, the Chargers are kings of blowing leads. The Broncos leads. are absolute garbage. Drew Locke is not good. He sh- I don't know why. I disagree. One, I disagree. Nick Foles is playing better than him. I disagree. I disagree with that point a ton. He, is, he had 248 yards, three touchdowns, and he's playing a lot better than Nick Foles. He's more mobile. He's a, a better arm. He's better than Nick Foles. I disagree heavily. I think you're wrong. I think if you watched a Bears game and then you watched a Broncos game, you'd be a lot more confident in the Broncos quarterback than you would be confident with the uh, with the Bears quarterback. Also, your Drew Lock takes are getting uh, my listeners mad. So I have a friend who listens to this. And he said he almost watched the entire way through. But then he heard your take that, that uh, Drew Locke was a bottom-five quarterback. And he turned he is, it off. He is you are affecting this viewership with your wrong views. Your negative wrong views. Normally, I don't say opinions are wrong. But in this case, it's wrong. This part is directed directly at your friend. <laughs> I feel bad for you. <laughs> I am sorry that the Broncos are horrible. You should become a Steelers fan. <laughs> uh, interacting with the audience. <laughs> Gosh. Broncos are absolute garbage. I disagree. But the Broncos... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hold on. I want to talk about the game first. Uh, <laughs> the Broncos... Oh, also, I just got an alert. Michael Thomas is expected to play against the Buccaneers. So, that answers the question. Uh, but, so... The Chargers had the entire first half. They they were dominating the game completely, and then the Broncos came back in an amazing comeback, led by their fearless leader and dancing leader Drew Locke, who is the better quarterback than Nick Foles and and, and a lot of people. And he led them back. And on the final second, literally one second left, Denver is trailing by six at the two yard line. First and goal. Drew Locke drops back. A mobile, immediate, amazing mobility from Drew Locke. Rolls out of the pocket. There's a dot. Dick A.J. Hamler in the end zone who falls into the end zone. Touchdown. 
Broncos win thanks to an amazing comeback led by Drew Locke himself. I'm taking Matt Ryan and Joe Burrow over Drew Locke. Oh, yeah. I'm taking Jared Goff over Drew Locke. I'm taking Teddy B. Okay. This is just slam. I'm taking Kirk. I'm taking primetime Kirk. I refuse to have your propaganda propaganda spewed all over this show. This is a sacred house of the of the get a grip experience. And if you're gonna spew that kind of negative language, of all of all people, a Chiefs fan. Yeah, because I watched them more, and I think Drew Locke's a lot better. I think that you have. I I have. Colorado. All the games are zoned for the Broncos. (laughs) I'm saying Drew Locke better. Than a I'm lot taking, of quarterbacks. I'm taking Dwayne Haskins over Drew Locke. You're crazy, then. I think you're just wrong. I, I, I'm gonna be I, frank. I think a lot of they need to take this. Uh, this when they're talking about politics, they need to take this clip of me telling you're wrong. Then they can use that in all political debates. Just you're wrong. A simple you're wrong, and then end it right there. I think that the three quarterbacks that I take Drew Locke over are Baker Mayfield. You just said that Baker Mayfield isn't good. Exactly. Alright, what are the two quarterbacks? And Daniel Jones and Sam Darnold. Oh, you're crazy. Um, you just called Sam Darnold and, if I remind you, you called Sam Darnold and Daniel Jones the worst well, quarterbacks I, in the league. I said that's the three people that I would take Drew Locke over. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, I would not, I'm not taking Daniel Jones or <laughs> Sam Darnold over Drew Locke. I'm sorry. I misunderstood. I misunderstood. Anyways, the Broncos won 31-30, to and we should move on before this is an hour long of us arguing about Drew Locke. I think that if the Broncos get a top five pick, they need to draft a quarterback. Wrong! Wrong! John Elway probably would. John Elway has COVID. He's not making any decisions right now. <laughs> he never was. The only decisions that he made were bringing quarterbacks. <laughs> Tall, white quarterbacks. Tall, Brock Osweiler, perfect. Trevor Simeon, Trevor Simeon perfect. perfect. Drew Paxton Lynch. <laughs> Paxton Lynch, I forgot about him. Also, is all right. That, is that is Paxton Lynch even on an NFL roster anymore? I believe he's on. Oh man, I think he's on. If I remember, no, he's a free agent. Yeah. Okay. Um, he was on the Steelers at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. So. But, uh, yeah. We should finish this. I have one game left. I have the Colts versus the Lions. We don't really need to talk about this. The Colts blew him out. Scored, they scored, They won 41-21. to 21, And the Lions are bad. They're just bad. Yep. So what are your final two games? I got one game left. Oh, one game. Wow. Oh, is it? Oh, my. Yes, it is. Prepare yes, yourselves for pro-Steelers propaganda that is about to be spewed in your ears. Before we get to the game, I'd like to say that the trade of the year happened. Yeah, what trade? Avery Williamson to the Steelers. Oh my gosh. I, I think you're convinced that with Avery Williams, he's going to like revitalize his career. He is, absolutely. Yeah, he will, because he's getting He's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer because he signed for the Steelers. That's wrong. They're replacing Devin Bush, who tore his ACL and is out for the season. For oh, clarification. No, don't talk about that. <laughs> All right, get into your Steelers win to make you feel happy. The first drive of the game. Wait, are you going to go drive by drive? We need to prepare ourselves. No, I'm not. We need to prepare <laughs> no, ourselves. I'm not that bad. <laughs> All right. First drive, Lamar Jackson drops back, and he throws a pick six to our backup linebacker. That's true. 
Who? Linebackers are freaking better than the entire Broncos defense. That's wrong. Yeah, that's it's definitely wrong. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm gonna take that back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, well, uh, he stood up to Derrick Henry on the goal line two games ago, so he's pretty good. Uh, so, yeah, it was mainly because Lamar Jackson just turned the ball over four times. No, our defense forced turnovers. No, I think it's more because he fumbled twice, and there were not, I would not say there were forced fumbles. He just dropped the ball, and then he had two interceptions. I'm going to say... He was intimidated, that's why he dropped the ball. Yeah, okay. Both times were in the red zone, so take that as you will. Uh, but yeah, they had a chance to win the game. And the Steelers made an obvious helmet-to-helmet penalty, which cost the game. Nah, that was a <laughs> I'm kidding. Really clean textbook. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, that was a clean hit. Uh, but yeah, the Steelers win what I thought was going to be the game of the week, but it um it was I guess in a way it, it, was, it was the game of the week because the Steelers won. Didn't really live up to the hype because of all the turnovers, but yeah, the Steelers did win. Um, they won. Hold on, I just need to find it. They won. Uh, twenty to twenty-four. Good game for the Steelers. It was a great game. Yes, I would say that. They are the uh, only undefeated team. Again, 7-0. and Are you ready for the AFC Championship? Uh, the Chiefs team? versus the Steelers? Chiefs I can't Steelers. wait. That's, that is going to be a really good... We game. have to throw like a national holiday on this show once that happens. We're declaring a holiday we're once gonna it happens. We're going to try not to argue, but when the Steelers Oh, win, we're definitely going to argue. I guess it's going to happen. The predictions episode for that week, we'll make an entire episode previewing that game. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be the best work we've ever done. I think that the Steelers probably could win that, but I also think that the Chiefs could win it. Mm-hmm. That's true. All right, so a thousand we... ways it could go. It, yeah, it literally is. Um, So, I think we're done with all the games, right? Mm-hmm. All right, this has been a good episode. Not a whole lot of dead air. I think there's only been like one or two seconds of air. Really. There was a silence. So that's good for this episode. I, I I gotta say one more statement here. No oh boy. It's not about the Steelers. Let me buckle in. Antonio Brown is gonna do good in the Bucks uniform. Okay, you took that really dramatic pause, and I thought you were gonna like go on like a speech about how, but then you just like I, good I in the Bucks uniform. I was tempted to call him a first ballot Hall of Famer. <laughs> you said you would take Jerry. You would t- take him over Jerry Rice. I can't believe you would say that. I would. In his prime, I would. It I doesn't would. matter. It's Jerry Rice. It's Antonio Brown. He Jerry Rice has glue for hands. I'm not even going to get in this debate. I better route running. You gotta. You gotta admit that's Antonio. Nah, I'm gonna say that's uh, Jerry Rice. Oh my! All right. Not to say that. <laughs> Alright, thank you so much for watching, and always remember, go Chiefs. Uh, Also, the podcast hit 1,000 plays, which is really cool. Yay! Thank you so much for participating on the Disney ride that I like to call a podcast, The Sports Experience. Chiefs!